Salutations, friends. And welcome to another episode of Nerddom. 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 And knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And here today we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. No way home. No way home. No way home. There's no easy way out. Dun, dun, there's no shortcut home. Dun, dun, there's no easy way out. Okay, we'll stop. Right, okay, sorry. we'll stop. Yeah. God damn, that's a good song. That is a good song. No, so here we're here today. I'm scatman. No, here today we're going to be making our predictions, talking about breaking down the trailer for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, now, of course, by the time you hear this episode, there has been speculation that there will be a second trailer coming out at the end of October. Uh, so you may have seen this by the time this episode airs. Uh, if you did and we got something right, leave us a message and let us know. If we got something wrong, leave us a message and let, let us, us know. know. Either way. <laughs> Uh, but before we dive into the meat and potatoes, we do need to give a shout out to our show's brand new sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shorin Ru Karate. They do. They teach it to you to learn self-discipline or to get in shape for the new year. So you can always go give them a try. You can go to uh, southerndefensemartialarts.com or southernsportkarate.com. They offer instructional DVDs, one of them, which is in the Nerd Nest. And you can purchase one for yourself, and uh, soon we'll be offering online classes. Tutorial videos you can watch directly on the website. There you go. Yes. And now for a few friends of the podcast, uh, we're going to start with Kalis Boutique on Facebook. That's K-A-Y-L-I-C-E-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. World Spelling Bee Champion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But You're very welcome. Kalis Boutique, they carry clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers, and with the holidays right around this corner, yes. now would be a good time to go Rapidly check out. Rapidly approaching. Now would be a good time to go check out Kayla's Boutique for some clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. Remember, you can find them on Facebook at Kayla's Boutique, where the selection is unique. That rhymes. Indeed, it does. And then you can't forget our friends, Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on the website, joycongamers.com, or you can find them on Facebook or Twitter at Joy-Con Gamers. And when you go to their website, you are going to find news for gamers by gamers. And like a sore Peter... That's, That's hard to, to beat. beat. Yes. It makes you moist. <laughs> you, by now, you will have understand what that meant. Uh, man, that was a weird But episode. you see what I did there? Peter? <laughs> yes. Sore Peter? Sore Peter. It makes my Peter tingle. Ah! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we just did the Friends of the Podcast. Yes, Friends of the Podcast. Okay. So, um... We have another friend. We, have we do mention. have another friend. We have a lot of friends, but yes. we have another one but that we this like to one, talk about. We would about be remiss if we didn't mention him. Yeah. Because uh, he's on Facebook. Uh, he, I, I believe he is on Facebook, but uh, I know he's on YouTube. He is on YouTube, yes. Uh, and that's uh, youtube.com slash Final Harps. He's on Twitter. Uh, he is on Twitter. Uh, at Final Harps. He's on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Final Harps. And he's also on TikTok. He is on TikTok at Final Harps. And he has this amazing interview show called... The Final Hour! The Final Hour! Ah, goddamn, that's wonderful. <laughs> so great. Oh, it's still playing. Wait a minute. <laughs> There we go. Now it's safe to turn it back up. There All we right. go. Oopsie. But yes, uh, if you're looking to get into uh, making a name for yourself in the social media platform, not sure where to start, we're telling you, go check out Final Harps. Check out his videos. He will get the ball rolling for you, Teach you, tell you what you need to know, teach you what you need to do, give the man a try. A try. Uh, and absolutely, please go check out his 
uh, interview show called The Final Hour. Yes. He interviews some amazing creators on TikTok, and he does do a few interviews with people on Twitch. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, and they're, they're all great. They're very entertaining. So yep. go and check them out. They're very wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. So speaking of social media, we're Indeed. on social media too. Are we? We are. Wow. You can find us on Facebook at Nerdum Knowledge Podcast. You can go follow us on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can check us out on Instagram at Nerdum and Knowledge where we have posts and memes and things. Oh my. You can go check out our Teespring store, teespring.com slash store slash Nerdum and Knowledge. Get your very own piece of history. There will we never be another merch. shirt that says, I want to spread butter on you and watch it dry. I can promise you that. That shirt will never exist anywhere else. <laughs> we have stuff for sale. We do. We got <laughs> mugs. We have, hey, you know, this whole, uh, doesn't seem like COVID's going to go anywhere anytime soon. You want a Nerd of Knowledge mask? Go get you one, buddy. We got them on the website. Check it out. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, hoodies and sweaters available soon. Yes. It's getting cold out. You know, you got to rep your favorite podcast. You need to stay warm at the same time. Why not? Got the pullover hoodie and the zipper hoodie. Um, in multiple styles, uh, you can get one to represent the fact that you pretend to be the world spelling bee champion, even though you can't beat James um, ever. So just remember that. It can't happen. Uh, even if you start to beat James, I'm going to club you in the back of the head because otherwise I have to throw the shirt away and I've made a lot of them and I'm not doing that. Uh, or uh, if you want to check us out in a live situation, you can go follow us on Twitch. And the next time we go live, you will get notified. Twitch.tv slash NerdMK. Uh, we have a planned before the holidays uh, roll in. We have a plan to do another live session of D&D. Uh, we're just working out the details on that right now. It's going to be fun. Uh, we are going to try to make it fan interactive again because it seemed like uh, our intrepid play group uh, hated it. So we're going to do it in the torture room again. It's going to be fantastic. No, I'm kidding. They didn't hate it. Uh, they just um, were very upset by the Raven. And you know who you are <laughs> when you sent the Raven. So You know what you did. But you know we, we love you for it. So yeah. you you we're you, you go we're sit not in the corner. Sitting, we're not thinking about you to what you've done. We're not mad. We're just upset. Go to the corner, pick your favorite food, take it with you, and we'll bring you over yes. a flat screen TV. Enjoy to watch. snackies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing that again. Uh, but if you would like to support the show in a different way. You can do so on Patreon. James, take it away. Absolutely. You can go to patreon.com through your internet browser, or you can download the app through the Apple iTunes Store or through the Google Play Store. Mm -hmm. uh, but either way, you get the app, you go to the website, you look for Nerd Demand Knowledge Podcast. We're we there. Couple, we have a couple of videos up. Mm -hmm. More are on the way. Gifts are coming. Yes, very, we have very, very, finalized very gift arrangements. Um, I just have to place the order. Once the order is placed, we'll be good to go. So, uh, and we will be retroactively gifting. But if you want to do a one-time donation, if you want to become a regular patron of mm -hmm. the show, a regular monthly donor, by all means, do so. We are not asking, we are not begging. But if you want to support us, you got a little extra disposable income you want to spare. Yeah, stripper money. By all means, we'll there you go. Yeah, yeah stripper absolutely. money. Make it rain. And if you ever want to reach out and touch us, fondle us, speak to us. Whatever the case may be. You can reach us at our email address, which is nerddomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Yes. The world's spelling bee champion. <laughs> Give him the praise he deserves. <laughs> yes, excellent. So, uh, having finished that fun part, now it's time for us to take our first commercial break. And then we'll be right back on the other side. Yeah! <laughs> Hey folks, it's James and Jerry from the Nerd Demon Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. 
If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah. And we're back. And real quick, folks, uh, the next commercial break you're going to hear, unfortunately, right now, I do have to take a moment to let you know, the promo for NAK20 is not going to end at the end of October. (gasps) What? We actually have convinced our sponsor, CBDEssentialsUSA.com, to give us the NAK20 discount promo code. Through the end of the year. That that's Christmas handled right there. There you go. Boom. Done. So I mean, what else are you going to do? That's what else it. are you going to do? You don't need to do anything. That's Absolutely. That, You're that done. there you go. Christmas taken care of. Buy CBD for everybody. There you go. You're done. Yeah. That's it. You're welcome. Get your five year old some nice uh, CBD oils. Yeah. And you know, we we get a little bit of the side. Give him some gummies. Yeah, kids love gummies. Kids love gummies. Yeah, and and it's CBD. It's not THC. She ain't right. got nothing to worry about. Not, yep, you're good. Yeah. Little Timmy ain't going to end up high. He's just going to feel a whole lot better about himself. And that's yep. the important part. Absolutely. But now it's time for everybody's second <coughs> favorite part of the show: the nerd nest. Fantastic harmony, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. So we. Um, Gave out a very unique gift on last week's episode. I don't don't think anybody will argue that point. Understatement of the millennia. Yes. So um, when we were thinking about what we were going to give this week, we decided, you know, we got to do something uh, cool, obviously. Uh, Spider-Man vibrator. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we're talking about uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, So what we were able to find, and I I haven't told James about this, uh, but these are pretty sweet. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to pull this up and I'm going to show him right now so that he can see what they are and um, understand what we're doing here today. So that was a wrong link. Hang on one second. There they are right there. Okay. so that's what we have ordered for the nerd desk. Yes. Oh, shit, folks. It's about to go down. Yes. So uh, we have ordered a uh, pair of web shooters. From the Spider-Man Far From Home film. If you remember when he's on the plane uh, with Happy and he's making his new uniform and he designs that different kind of web shooter thing. Uh, so we, we ordered some replicas of those. Now, I have to unfortunately uh, say this. They don't shoot actual web. You're not going to be able to swing from things. We do apologize. Um, but they are fantastic prop replicas. If you're thinking about doing a Spider-Man cosplay, uh, if you want to just have them to wear around the house and pretend you're fucking Spider-Man, you live your life. Don't let anybody hide your light under a bushel basket, okay? There That's you what go. we're telling you. But, but that is going into the nerd nest. That is going into the nerd nest. But where there is a nerd nest item, there is a nerd nest keyword. You're goddamn right there is. But we can't give you the hint until the end of the episode. No, we can't. You so. have to wait and find out. I know the suspense is killing you. I see you shiver with anticipation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, so uh, that's going into the desk, which is pretty sweet. I think people are going to enjoy that. I think it's going to go over well. Which brings us to everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun, fun facts, fun facts, facts, super duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Yay! I love harmonizing with myself. 
It is fun. All right, so I want you to start this one off, buddy. Okay, very good. This one is very interesting. I did not actually know this one. Stan Lee came up with the idea for Spider-Man after watching a fly walk up his office wall. He decided to create a character that could walk up vertical surfaces. That character's name? Stick to Wall Man. Yeah. Thank God Stan Lee and the people changed their minds. Yes. Stick to Wall, wall Man. was the name they came up with. Not, not, not even Fly Man. Or or the fly or the human fly or or the human spider or the human spider no, whatever none of that just no, just stick to wall man the only thing that would have made that worse was stick to wall guy yeah that would have made it way worse yeah but so uh, yeah what the fuck man like, <laughs> I love you Stan Lee but I'm, I have to assume you were doing a lot of the drugs at this time so according to comic book canon. Peter's parents were undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who were killed in a plane crash orchestrated by the Red Skull. So, you've seen it in a couple of the films. Um, it's not really discussed in the Tobey Maguire films. It's very heavily played out in the Andrew Garfield films, uh, where you see his parents die in the plane crash. Uh, according to comic book canon, they were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and Red Skull set them up to take a fall. Uh, because, as we all know, Red Skull is a very... Uh, high level enemy of shield so absolutely uh really good storyline from the comic books too yes fantastic all right so next the spider clone saga yes marvel's answer to dc's death of superman and the nightfall storyline yep nearly single-handedly bankrupted marvel forcing them to lay off one-third of their employees and find other revenue streams. Lucky for us, this led them into the movie-making business. Yes. So uh, their answer to, I mean, everybody knows the Death Superman story. Mm -hmm. All very well that. Uh, some of you may or may not be as familiar with the Nightfall story uh, from Batman. Uh, that was where Bane broke Batman's back. Yeah. Um, after, like, releasing all the villains from Arkham. And, like, over the span of, like, three nights, Bruce had to fight them all, and he was just... In no shape to face Bane. So, um, Marvel's answer to that was the storyline that, hey, maybe Peter Parker's not Peter Parker. Maybe he's a clone because this other guy looks just like Peter Parker. Maybe he's the real Peter Parker, uh, which is where we got the birth of the Scarlet Spider. Um, so. Now, I'm familiar with this storyline enough to say it doesn't seem like it's a bad storyline. I haven't read it all the way through, mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like a bad storyline. But apparently, Peter Parker being cloned did not sit well with the majority of Marvel fans. Yes, this is correct. Yes. So, yeah, uh, damn near damn near ruined Marvel. Yeah, it didn't go well. But the good thing is, is that even though it damn near ruined Marvel, um, it did give them the the go-ahead the wherewithal to find other revenue streams and this led to marvel films aka the marvel cinematic universe like there is a silver lining to this horrible horrible story one could say they rose like a phoenix from the ashes, from the ashes. yes another mcu property there you go see what i did there yeah, i see what you did there even jordy laforge can see what you did there <laughs> so spider-man has teamed up with the transformers batman superman the cast of Saturday Night Live, and no, I'm not talking about on the television show. I'm talking about in a comic book, uh, which did see uh, Bill Murray wielding Yonir. Just wanted to put that out there. So, <laughs> so he is worthy. Bill Murray worthy. We all knew that, though. Yes. Uh, Barack Obama, and he's had a Yo Mama off with Deadpool. 
Yes, yes, they did your mama jokes back and forth to each other. That happened. So. And and this is why Spider-Man is so loved. Yeah. 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 And I'm telling you right now, if you don't know this next fact, it is going to blow your fucking mind. Oh, and I'm glad you left me this one. This is nice. I didn't know that about this one either. Yeah. So, James Cameron almost made a Spider-Man film. I'm just going to stop right there. James Cameron. Yes. If you're if you're not familiar with James Cameron folks, um, before a little movie called Endgame, James Cameron was responsible in a big way for the previous box office record holding Avatar mm-hmm. and the previous box holding record Titanic. He did both of those. Yes. So uh, James Cameron doing a Spider Man movie would have been fucking epic, but it gets better, folks. Yeah. So. He received a script with Tom Cruise as Peter. Yep. Bob Hoskins as Doc Ock. I yes, like that a lot. I like that a whole lot. Stan Lee himself as none other than J. Jonah Jameson. I like that a lot, too. And Catherine Hepburn. As Aunt May. As Aunt May. He tried to recast the film with Edward Furlong as Spidey. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Uh... Leo DiCaprio as Harry. I'm okay with I'm that, okay too. I'm okay with that. Drew Barrymore as Gwen. I'm very okay with that. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Professor Octopus. Yes. Not Doc Octopus. Professor, Professor Octopus. Octopus. Litigation kept it from seeing the light of day. Yeah. You know that whole thing about how Sony and Marvel have been arguing for forever who gets the rights to Spider-Man type of thing? This is one of those things. Yeah. Uh, but i got to be honest with you. Like, that first script... Tom Cruise, Spider-Man, Bob Hoskins, Doc, I, I'm on board. Like, Yeah, I'm down. Shut up and take my money. Like, I, I'm so oh down. My that, God. Is, that is a cash juggernaut. Yeah. It would I'm have there. been anyways. And I mean, I'm even okay with the, the, the version with Edward Furlong. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I'm not too crazy about Arnold Schwarzenegger being the villain, uh, but the rest of that cast sounds fantastic. Sounds good. I'd watch that well, movie. Well, if it's written a better way... Then well, I, I mean, think Arnold can be a great bad guy yes, if it's, but it's written right. It's Professor Octopus, not even Doctor Octopus, not even Doc Ock. I can't. Even, what are you going to call him, Prof Ock? That doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. It just sounds fucking weird. Prof yep. Ock sounds like some kind of weird spell from Harry Potter. I don't know. And now it's time for the last one, Jerry. Yes. Take it away. Oh shit. Okay. So, in a storyline from 2006 that was set in the near future. An aged Spider-Man has lost Mary Jane to cancer. The cause? His sperm is radioactive and gave it to her. Now, if you remember uh, the fancy little uh, ditty from the Spider-Man cartoon, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Can, you know, blah, blah. And he goes, listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. Blood. Uh, He was bitten by a radioactive spider. Uh, so, like, his blood had radiation in it, which means that, unfortunately, all of his bodily fluids contain radiation. They never really spoke about it. Uh, it wasn't one of those things they talked about. Uh, but what it ended up being was, in the storyline, he's like, I'll just finish this thing. He tells us this in exposition as he holds her corpse in a rainstorm. So, uh, when Mary Jane died, he gave up being Spider-Man. He buried her and his costume uh, in a coffin in her grave just to be done with it. And then what unfortunately happened... Uh, was he had to go back to being Spider-Man. So he had to dig her up to get his costume back. Uh, So he had a little existential moment where he's sitting there holding her, and he explains that he realized that all of his body fluids were radioactive. He's the one that gave her cancer. 
he killed Mary Jane. He kind of tells that to you as he's sitting there, but it's kind of fucked up, Marvel. Just, a bit. Just a little bit. Just a little a bit. bit. A little heavy-handed there, my friend. Yeah. We're going to be honest. Most of those facts were fun. <clears throat> yes, that last one was fucking depressing. Yeah, a bit. Yes. But hopefully um, you'll recover because we're getting ready to break down this trailer. But but if you are a little sad, you know, CBD Essentials can help you out with that. And really by could. the way, that leads to our next commercial. So. Oh, no. Ah! Hey, guys, it's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Find them on the web at CBDEssentialsUSA.com. And don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. Yeah. And we hope your mood is more improved now. <laughs> so, so now <clears throat> it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdum and Knowledge proudly presents to you... My Peter is tingling. <laughs> Peter, Peter's tingling. God, that was a terrible impersonation. I don't care. So uh, we're going to break down, just like we did for The Matrix, we're going to break down the trailer. We're going to give you our thoughts on it, uh, what we think might happen, what we think the things in the trailer mean, um, that kind of stuff, just like we did for The Matrix 4. Uh, so, but first, we're just going to give you the exposition from the end of the film, the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, so you realize where we're at right now when we roll into the trailer. So, James, take it away. Absolutely. So, first of all, uh, to kind of set this up, uh, at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, Peter has defeated the bad guy Mysterio and saved the day. Only the bad guy recorded a video revealing Peter's identity to the entire world, and it was played on a podcast done by J. Jonah Jameson. Peter watches in horror as his life is ruined right before his very eyes. Now, for those of you that don't remember, as Mysterio realizes that Peter could very well get to him and could get the drop on him, yep. he contacts one of his accomplices. Mm-hmm. And his accomplice kind of turns around like, you know what to do, and everybody starts, you know, uploading videos and whatnot, and you're thinking, what the hell are they doing? They're getting this video ready that basically uh, implements Spider-Man as the one who was responsible for the drones in the first place, and Mysterio was trying to stop him. Yes. And then it goes on to reveal... Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Exactly. So now the world knows. Not only that, the entire world thinks that Peter Parker is a criminal. Spider-Man is a criminal. And a murderer. So, uh, here's where the trailer begins. This is where we start. So, um, we're, we, the opening shot of the trailer, uh, you've got MJ and Peter on a rooftop, uh, which is a nice throwback to some of the earlier films uh, where, you know, Peter catches, uh, where Tobey Maguire catches Kirsten Dunst, they land on the rooftop. Uh, the one where uh, Andrew Garfield and Gwen Stacy, like he built the net, the web and the bridge, and they were kind of sitting there like... It kind of gives you this feeling like they're away from the world. They're separate from each other. Right. But the newspaper she's holding, the headline, says Peter Parker and his spider minions. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the question is, is this a nod to the drones that Mysterio pointed out? Or is this a scene from later in the film after we maybe had a couple of other spider men stop by? 
Could be, could be, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Maybe. 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 I don't know. All right, so then, at this point in the trailer, uh, they swing through the city as his face is plastered all over the screens of Times Square, half covered by his mask, an obvious nod to the comics. Yes, you remember any time Spider-Man got his spider sense in the comic book, it would show you half of his face covered by the Spider-Man mask with the tingles coming off of it. You could see his Peter tingle Yeah, in the comic book. So, yeah. Uh, Next, Peter is in a police station handcuffed to a table, and he's questioned by police about the drones. Yes. And so at this point, okay, this is where I'm making our first prediction, okay? So uh, as he's being questioned about the drones, camera cuts away to the cop, cuts back, and you see a cut of somebody slamming a bunch of folders onto the desk. Now, from the shirt that this person is wearing, the way the sleeves are rolled, the tie he's wearing, the fact that they're in an interrogation room and the dude appears to be visibly angry, you don't hear any words spoken, but he looks like a lawyer. More specifically, he looks like Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox from the Daredevil series. Now, the important thing to note here is you don't see the lawyer's face. No, you do not. It is literally everything from like the middle of his chest down is all you see. Right. Now, um, there have been reports. There have been reports. But we'll get, you know what? We'll save that for later. Yes. We'll save that for later. Yes. Okay. So that's prediction one. That's Matt Murdock. That's who you're looking at right there. That is Matt Murdock. Right. Now, we're not talking about Daredevil. We're talking about Matt Murdock. Lawyer. Matt Murdock. Okay. Continue. So uh, next, Peter and MJ are on their phones, obviously wondering how to deal with this new situation. Yeah. They're laying in bed. They're texting back and forth to each other about what's going on, trying to figure out what to do. Okay, so next is Peter walking into a courtroom surrounded by angry people holding signs depicting him as the devil. Slight nod to Daredevil, maybe, perhaps Mephisto. <laughs> but you actually do see Peter walking into the courthouse holding hands with MJ. Yes, and Peter, and uh, not Peter. Um, damn it, I just forgot his name. Nate, no, Ned. Ned's Ned, behind him. Yeah. yeah. And also Flash is behind him as well, Yeah, which is kind of funny because Flash hates Peter. Flash loves Spider-Man. So how is he going to reconcile the fact that this douche canoe he hates is his hero? That's going to be funny to me. I can't wait and see how that plays out. Uh, But you also notice that, um, and we just threw the Mephisto joke in there because everybody thought that the bad guy in uh, WandaVision was Mephisto, like the swarping down, and it obviously wasn't. It's not not Mephisto. (laughs) It's not Mephisto. Now, it could be Mephisto, but we'll talk about that later, and we'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, so you see Peter walking down the hall at school. Uh, everybody's watching him as he goes. They're pulling out their phones. They're taking video of him. Um, and so at this point, um, the camp, the, the, it cuts over. Uh, he's having a conversation with, uh, well, you see him sitting on the couch with his aunt. Um, and they both sit up, bolt upright, as if somebody's coming into the room to see them. You don't ever see who that is. Uh, my guess is is it, it's probably somebody from maybe like a law enforcement agency. Uh, this is probably before he's uh, turned himself in. Like he went to go see Aunt May before he decides to turn himself in, which is obviously what he's doing when he goes to the police station. Um, but he, the, the voiceover is making the comment that the whole thing isn't about him, but it's hurting the people he loves. So what does he do, James? Well, here's a really, really, really interesting twist for this one. Yeah. We kind of knew this was going to happen, but when we got the uh, – trailer it confirmed Mm -hmm. it yeah 
He goes to see Doctor Strange and asks him to remove the knowledge of him being Spider-Man from the rest of the world. Yes, he does. In this shot, the sanctum is covered in snow on purpose, or the hole in the roof is still there. Possibly. Possibly. Why not fix the roof? Or why not fix it? Is this the real Strange? He's behaving strange. Yes. So there has been speculation that the person that he's talking to in that scene is not the real Doctor Strange uh, because he's behaving oddly. Um, Some people have even gone as far as to say that that's Mephisto. It's not Mephisto. Stop saying that. Um, I I believe this is actually Doctor Strange that we're seeing here. Um, And I don't know if the, the sanctum is covered in snow because... Doctor Strange is just celebrating Christmas, maybe. Um, or uh, because in the shot where they're both laying in bed talking to each other on the phone, like, there's a, a multitude of Christmas lights behind uh, MJ. Yeah. So either she keeps them up year round or this movie's taking place at Christmas time. I'm kind of wanting to lean and believe it's taking place towards Christmas time. Just makes sense to me. Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, so is the snow in there on purpose or did they not fix the hole in the roof from when uh, Bruce crashed through um, and in Infinity War? I can't imagine that it's the hole in the roof. Because it seems like they'd have fixed that relatively easily. And a lot of time has passed since the whole events of that thing happened. So, Because, uh, let's see, it was in-game. Tony died right before Far From Home took place. That movie took place over the span of time, and now we're picking up right up to that. So it's been at least a couple months. Maybe? A couple of months at they, least. They, they would have gotten a roof fix, I think. Yeah. So I think it's on purpose. Uh, so uh, Wong warns Strange not to cast a spell, and he says he won't. But then when Wong dips through his portal, Strange winks at Peter, gives him a little smile. Now, Wong leaves to go fight, maybe? We'll, so, we'll get into that in a minute. So actually, I, we'll, we'll break this down right now. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give you right now a full-on spoiler alert, five-second countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, there's a quick cut scene in Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings where you see somebody in a cage fighting the abomination. And it looks a lot like Wong. It looks a whole lot like Wong. So maybe this is him leaving to go be in that movie, kind of a little kind of nod, because he's got his bags packed like he's going on a trip. So maybe that's what it is. We don't know. Okay. All right, we're back from spoilers. Okay. Okay. So next... Uh, Strange begins the spell, and Peter interrupts him, wanting to make caveats. Yeah. And then reality itself shatters. Which is a fantastic shot in the trailer, if you yeah. haven't seen it. Like, the, the literally, like, the ground ripples apart as the blaze of magic come out. It's, and it's the nice, even rings that Strange is making start tilting in opposite, weird, funky directions, yeah. so it looks like it's off-balancing the spell. Yes. Now, for those of you who have watched the What If series... Um, this will obviously be a nod to a certain someone's little pocket dimension they made for themselves type thing. Uh-huh. So that's a good thing to watch out for. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It's fantastic. Oh, please continue. Absolutely. Uh, now, there is a momentary shot of a Bifrost tunnel. Could new Asgard be involved? Yes. So... Uh, it's like blink and you'll miss it shot of like the, you know, the effect when they're traveling through the Bifrost, it's like the rainbow tunnel type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you see a brief shot of it for just a clip of a second, like it's barely in there. Uh, but it's obviously that's what it is. So is this 
just to signify somebody traveling to another world? Is it somebody from Asgard coming to our plane? New Asgard, rather. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no way of knowing because you never see anything other than after that. So then we get a series of rapid cut shots. Clouds of dust and lightning. Lightning, obviously, probably signifying Electro. Uh, Strange and Peter are on a train. Uh, Strange is making copies of the train, like surrounding Peter with them. Uh, Are they fighting each other? Or are they fighting someone else? Don't really know. Uh, Peter's holding a cube as Strange bitch slaps his astral self out of him. Uh, We see the return of the modified Iron Spider suit. Um, We see SWAT teams moving into the building uh, as Happy is watching. There are also guns pointed at Happy. Not really sure what's going on there. Um, We see a quick cut of another lightning bolt striking the ground. Uh, which is maybe a nod to Electro. It could be a nod to Thor. It is a different color lightning than Thor usually throws, so I'm, I'm thinking more probably Electro. Um, we see Peter in a black and gold suit that has circuitry woven into it. I'm assuming this is for him to fight Electro to keep the electricity from hurting and probably be my guess. Uh, then we see a pumpkin bomb land on the bridge and tink, tink, tink. With a very familiar laugh. Yes, a very, very familiar laugh. <clears throat> But then the coup de fucking gras, my friends. A metal metal tentacle pierces the smoke, slams into the edge of the bridge, pulling its master, Dr. Otto Octavius, who says to someone we can't see, Hello, Peter. And then that's the end of the trailer. So, first of all, goddamn, that trailer was epic. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, it was. It's fucking amazing. Like, holy shit, it's so good. Okay? Uh, like goosebumps, fucking goosebumps. I'm just going to put it out there. I have goosebumps right now, just thinking about how great it was. Agreed. So there's a lot to unwrap there, um, but we broke it down for you as best we could. I'm sh- we're sh- sure you've all seen it by now. Uh, so now what we're going to do is we're going to break down what we know and what we think. Okay. Uh, so what we know, we have villains confirmed, confirmed. Okay. We've got Doc Ock. We saw him in the trailer. Uh, we've got Electro. We saw Electro. Bouncing electricity, and we we know Jamie Foxx is confirmed from the film. Yes, we know this for a fact. So he is in the now. He has said his character is going to look different than the movies he was in, and the fact that they're using the yellow lightning and not the blue lightning makes me think they're going to be sticking more closely to the comic book Electro. Uh, but God, I hope they don't do that fucking costume. Or co- if, or if they or if they do a modernized version of it and yeah. just alter a few things, it just not work, with the fucking weird lightning bolt mask. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, we have Green Goblin. We hear the laugh. We see the bomb. The Green Goblin's in the film. Okay? Uh, maybe Sandman. There's a shot when in, when you see the dust in the, in the um, lightning bolt. And the dust looks like it's momentarily taking a human form. That's possibly Sandman. Could just be a trick of the camera. We don't really know at this point. We do know... Uh, that it looks like they're trying to create the Sinister Six. It looks like that's going to be what we see in this film. Mm-hmm. If that tracks, Sandman was a member. However, we're missing one key member of the Sinister Six that we've only heard mentioned in the previous movie. That was Scorpion, Matt Gargan, right? Uh, who the Vulture ran into the film. But also, the Vulture is one of the Sinister Six. And we've seen no mention of Michael Keaton in the film, the trailer, nothing. Right. So maybe they're going to do it different so he's locked up. We don't know. Uh, And then there's a very brief shot uh, when you see Peter in a suit um, and something lurches at him in a cage behind him. Uh, If you slow that frame down, it's the lizard uh, from the original 
uh, the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man films. Right. So that's there. But the question is, will there be others? Are we going to have other villains? Because, like I said, we've got uh, we've got Scorpion, we've got Vulture, uh, Rhino was a member of the Sinister Six. Yep, he's been mentioned in the Andrew Garfield films. Uh, who am I forgetting? I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's yeah, everybody. That's, that's all it. Sinister Six. So, uh, do we think we'll see the other ones in the film? I, I don't think so. And the only reason I say that is because we've already got confirmed uh, four villains. Well, three confirm, maybe a fourth. I don't think there will be any more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would not think so. I mean, it is entirely possible. Yeah. And the reason I will say we will say it's entirely possible is because we're going to kind of lead into the next one with this. Yes. And that is multiple Spider-Men. Now, we have question mark written down on our papers, but we can confirm two Spider-Men yes. minimum. Now, um, what has been going on is that um, both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have been heavily, heavily rejecting the idea that they're in this film. Okay, heavily, heavily. However, uh, there are astute people on the internet um, who have found images and posted them uh, of the two of them um, in the same shot on a movie set. Now, that has never happened anywhere in the history of anything where they're both wearing Spider-Man suits. And based on the now, I mean, is there photo editing equipment where you could? fake this photo it's possible yes yes the, i mean the, the technology exists mm -hmm. but we've got multiple different sources from multiple different countries that at the same time within a very 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 short period of time with less than a day mm -hmm. are circulating the same photos i would i would lean more on the side of yes yeah, somebody got a hold of something they should have yeah it's my guess um now, I don't know if the photo is still available on the Internet. I haven't looked no, for it. No, it got snatched down. Okay, so it's not Quick. there anymore. Uh, but it's the shot of them. You can see they're, they're in front of a blue screen, um, and it's the two of them wearing they're, they're standing on some kind of scaffolding. I don't know if that's supposed to re represent, like, um, a building edge or something. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but they're both wearing Spider-Man suits. Um, so, obviously, they haven't been in the same film in the same costume before. Uh, now, there has also been uh, some advertising on some products in Korea. Uh, that are face, that are featuring Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit uh, that men, make mention of the phrase uh, "No Way Home." So there, a lot of things like Korea's kind of spoiled that Andrew's actually in the film. Um, so I'm going to go out and say I'm, all three Spider-Men are in this movie. I 100% believe it. I, I will say this. I will say this. I, Toby McGuire needs to just stop. We know you're in the fucking movie. Just stop. Yeah. Well, now the thing is. Uh, I, I can't really put it on them, though. They may have been instructed to not say a word. Like, right. And I get that. For legal reasons, you can't say anything. Right, okay? right. That but the fault lies with Marvel, the, the MCU. When shit like this hits the internet, just just go with it. Steer to the skin. Be like, yes, okay, yes. Both of them are in the film. Obviously, they're both in the film because we're doing the whole thing with the multi-unit. Okay, yes, they're all in the film, okay? Uh, but we're not going to tell you any more about it until... The movie comes out. And then you go find that guy that leaked the photo, and you murder his family. And then he never does that again, and then you don't have to worry about leaks getting out. Yeah. Maybe murdering his family was the wrong way to go. Uh, sue him. Sue him. That'll be better. Sue him and take all his money. Then murder his family. Hurt him twice. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so. <laughs> no. But seriously, like, why would you not just go ahead? You know what? Fuck yeah, they're both in this film. 
Because no no fan's going to be like, oh, really? Boo. We're going to be like, fuck yeah, release it sooner now. Like we're going to be excited about that. We're going to be we're going to be we're going to be paying to maybe go see the movie twice. Yeah. We might I mean, just I'm pay probably going to have twice. to watch this film twice. Seems like there's going to be a lot of shit going in. I'm going to miss yeah. something. I'm going to have to watch it twice. Yeah. Um so we see multiple shots of Peter uh running through a mirror world. Uh, like the first Doctor Strange film. And we know that the only time that shit starts happening is when Strange or another wizard uh, is fighting somebody else, okay? Mm-hmm. So, obviously this is Doctor Strange doing it, but why is Strange upset with Peter? I think I think it's possible. Now, the bitch slap while Peter's holding the box, yes. I think that's going to be a result of Peter fucking up the spell. Well, see, the, the the box is a whole other thing. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. Right. But um, I believe that because the thing is, like, when Peter's telling him to make the spell, right, they're both in plain clothes, and then everything fucking fractals away and then comes back. And every other shot we've seen of the two of them in combat, Peter is in the suit. And when, um, when Strange does the bitch slap and knocks his astral projection out of his body, he's again wearing the suit. So, I don't think those two scenes coincide. I think that whatever happens with the spell happens, and then this is later in the film, uh, something's gone wrong, and that's well, why they're fighting I mean, each other. You know, it could be a delayed thing, like he didn't have time to do it then, but maybe later on in the movie, he's yeah. going to be like, you know, psh, this is all your fucking fault. Yeah. Could be. But we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. But so, but, the, the box is what I want to come back to right now. Okay. Because in no other shot when the two of them are fighting... Do you see Peter have that box in his hand? This is true. When he's diving through the city. Now, I know it doesn't make sense to remove it from one and not remove it from the rest. Right. So I have to believe that that was intentionally left in there for a reason. Yeah. I don't know what that reason was. So my question is, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Okay, so this box. Yeah. That's a really good question because we haven't really seen anything so far in any of the Marvel movies that I can recall, mm-hmm. that's box-shaped, with the exception of the Tesseract. And it's obviously not that, yes. obviously. Now, the, the design of the thing harkens back to the mother box from Justice League. Right. But obviously, it's not that. It's two different universes. I have a theory, okay? And hear me out, okay? So, Strange agrees to help Peter wipe the memories of all of humanity, okay? And in order to do that, like... There has to be a failsafe. If something goes wrong, like something terrible happens, there has to be like a reset button. I think the box is the reset button. I think the box puts everything back the way it was. Like Strange put like a copy of everybody's collective memories inside the box. And so I think Peter is trying to get the box to let everybody remember who he was again. Because I think when the spell goes bad, maybe like I think everybody forgets who he is. Like everybody including strange which is why strange is attacking him i think that's what happens i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that's what happens that's my theory that's a good theory all right so next will we see miles morales now i was about to touch on this a minute ago Mm -hmm. it is very possible it is very possible that andrew garfield may not have actually acted in the movie it is very possible, and we've seen this in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They may have hired a body double who looks close to him, and they may be CGIing his face on it to have Andrew Garfield in the movie, 
but not be. Yes. <coughs> now, I had earlier in conversations, not on a podcast episode, but in conversations outside of the podcast with other friends, I've said it's possible that Marvel could do something where we have somebody in a mask, you can't see who it is, but based on the costume design, we're going to be able to say, that's Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. that's Miles Morales, or that's Peter Parker uh, 2099 Future Foundation, yeah. or what have you. Could we see that in this? I believe it's possible. I believe it is possible, very possible. I think we'll get a Miles Morales nod, but I don't think it's going to be like in the film. I think it's going to be like maybe an after credit scene or like something mentioned in passing. Like um, if you remember from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, uh, when he runs into Donald Glover's character in the garage um, and he webs his hands to the trunk and does a whole like intimidating voice thing, whatever, uh, which is hilarious. But... Um, the guy there makes mention of his nephew. And if you go and look at the credits, the guy's name is so-and-so Morales. So that establishes that his nephew, Miles Morales, is in this universe. MCU, he's here. So um, I think it would be dope because, like, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is a fantastic film uh, centered around Miles and his adventures with multiple Spider-Men. Uh, but at the same time, like, I feel like if you put him in the film, it's just going to be... Like a rehash of Into the Spider-Verse. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be a fresh movie. Well, again, that's why I think they, they might lean more in the direction of... I think two I think two or even three Spider-Men against four enemies is not going to be enough. No. I think they're going to need at least one more. Yeah. Which is why I think we may not have a Miles Morales, but we may have somebody who never takes the mask off who comes in at the last minute to help. So he's wearing Miles Morales' suit. Right. And we say, that's Miles Morales, but we don't ever actually see the face. Right. Okay. That makes sense. All right. I mean, I'm not saying it will be. Obviously, I don't know, but it could yeah. be. I mean, it sounds like that's a device that Marvel would use that would work. I mean, they would, and they might even do like a, re- a reveal at the end. Like, he swings out somewhere, and it's the after credit scene, and he pulls a mask off, and it's Miles. You know? Right. Or he pulls a mask off, and it's Peter from a different universe. You know, Tom right. Holland, whatever kind of thing. Who knows? Um Marvel's got a lot of ground to play with in this film, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be interested to see what they do with it. So now, um, what implications does this hold for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Because they've already said that um, WandaVision and Loki and this movie are like basically the prequels to the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness film. So, if in this universe we're seeing, uh, in this particular film, we're going to see multiple universes, multiple Spider-Men, multiple Spider-Men villains, possibly multi multiple copies of MJ, uh, Gwen Stacy, all, all kinds of whatever's going on in here. What does all that mean for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? That is a really good question. Uh, I think that... Uh, Obviously, Loki and WandaVision, we touched on this on the Let's Keep It Low-Key episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you line WandaVision's last episode and Loki's last episode, you line them up. When Wanda you know, finally comes into her own as the Scarlet Witch, yeah. uh, at that same moment, if you w- watch the two episodes in the same time frame, yeah. that's the moment where Kang, good guy Kang, we'll call him, uh, it, you know, he finally... That's it. I, I don't know what's going to happen next. That's when the multiverse has started to branch. Yes. Okay. Now, I do believe that uh, they may heavily hint that there is a third 
thing that happens at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's spell with Peter Parker. Yes. It could be that all three of these things, or at least two of these events, led to the third that simultaneously happens, which is the multiverse starting to crack. Yeah. Now, there has also been heavy speculation. Heavy speculation. That Scarlet Witch is the big bad in this Doctor Strange film. It's been heavily hinted. That the whole movie is going to be about him fixing her fuck-ups. Because you remember at the end of WandaVision, she's sitting on the porch, like, enjoying the sunrise, but the real her is in the back room reading the Darkhold and absorbing all of the dark magic within it. And she hears her children echo. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not going to end well for her. Uh, but but the point of the matter is, like, this movie's going to have heavy implications for yeah. what goes down in the multiverse of madness. And so, and not performance-wise, like, if this movie bombs, and then that means that one's going to bomb, or if this one does well, that one's going to do well. Not like that. But whatever takes place in this movie, Pay I'm attention. guaranteeing you the after credit scene is going to be about Doctor Strange. I'll, yeah. I'll bet you my whole paycheck. Because the that whole actually, damn thing. that is actually the next movie franchise, yes. the film that is going to come out. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my money on the table. Bam, I guarantee you, that's what it's going to be about, some way, shape, or form. Um, but we're not going to we're we're going to do a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness prediction episode. Yeah. So we're not going to really touch base on that too much. Nope. Other than what we've already done, we're just waiting for the first trailer to drop. As soon as but, we see the first trailer, then we're on it. But I do believe there are going to be some implications. Yes. So major implications. So now, finally. After this, where can the franchise go? Now, as of the recording of this episode, several sources at Marvel Studios and Disney and Tom Holland himself have all said this is the last of this Spider-Man movie franchise. It's the last one. It's a trilogy. Because um, Sony and Marvel's deal uh, will be possibly expiring soon. Um, So they may not have the rights to this particular character anymore. Or they may work it out again. Who knows? Now, uh, to the best of my understanding, the deal was for three major motion pictures Spider-Man titles. Yes. Now, that being said, uh, Sony, due to the recent... I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the recent reshuffling of the Marvel movies and that two Marvel movies got removed from 2023. Yep. Guess what got inserted into those slots? Untitled Sony products. Yep. Now... Could we be talking the Venomverse coming into the Marvel Cinematic it Universe? It is a possibility. It has been heavily implied, and spoiler alert, in five, four, three, two, one, now. It's all over the place. The after credit scene from Venom 2, there will be carnage. Mm-hmm. The after credit scene's all over the place. Uh... Basically, there is a TV shot. I'm not going to go too much ruining this, but there is a t- something on the TV that Venom is seeing mm-hmm. that Venom likes. He likes it a lot, and then mm-hmm. he licks it a lot. Yes. Uh, but he is looking at Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the TV screen. Yep. So basically, Venom has been brought into this universe. Indeed. Now, are we going to see Venom in this movie? No. Probably not. No. Not guessing. No. May pop up in a post-credit or after-credit scene, maybe? Yet we could have two or three post-credit scenes. We've had it in movies before. So, uh, yes, but this will be the last Spider-Man franchise movie in the MCU. Well, according to the current deal, there there could be another deal made. And then we could get more. But at the moment that we're recording this, this will be the last of the Spider-Man movies, but not the last appearance of Spider-Man. Correct. So, 
this is basically like th- as far as a franchise goes, this is a golden opportunity. Okay, uh, because if you're shattering the universe, creating multiverses, all this stuff, when you put everything back together, you can put it back together however, however you, you want. want. Okay, if you want to erase the fact that Uncle Ben died, bang, Uncle Ben never died anymore. Uh, if you want to erase the fact that, um, what's the kid's name? Shit. Um, Ned? Yeah. Uh, like if you wanted to uh, change the character of Ned, change the character of Flash, change the character of MJ, whatever you want to do, this is like a soft reboot to the whole series. You could do it right now and get rid of any problem characters you, you had and put in the ones you want and just start it over fresh with another film. Basically, this is a really good plot tape. It really is. This is like the ultimate plot armor. You're literally shattering the universe and putting it back together. There's no reason. I'm sorry about that burp. That was really loud in the microphone. <laughs> so, um, well, there's no reason. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna break everything, why you couldn't put it back together the way you wanted to? It makes sense to me. Like, why would you not do that? Also, and, there are elements you could add in if you chose to. Yes. Uh, we could see a reference to Blade made in this because Blade and Spider-Man. Yes. Mahershala have, Ali is coming up yes. as Blade, yes. which I cannot wait. It's going to be fucking yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we could have Deadpool show up in this film. Him and Spider-Man have been buddies for a very long time. Yes, they have. Um, which would be fucking amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, we could have the Fantastic Four show up in this movie. He has had dealings with the Fantastic Four before. And the reference I made to the Future Foundation, yep. Spider-Man is a member of the Future Foundation he with is. the Fantastic Four. Also a member of the Illuminati yep. with uh, Reed Richards, but we yep. won't talk about that because they might be listening. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, the, the, the possibilities for this franchise from this point, like from this film, Endless. There's not a thing you couldn't do in this movie that you, if you wanted to, which I can't tell you how excited that makes me for it. I, I, I get so happy thinking about it. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. But this will have major implications not only for the future of Spider-Man in the MCU, but for the MCU itself. Yes. Because we are setting up for the multiversal war, and it looks like we're pointing towards the big bad of Kang. Yes, it does appear that way. But uh, we will get into that in a future episode because we're going to be discussing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a little bit later on down the road, and that is where we're going to be addressing Kang. Yes. So um, we'll go ahead and address the elephant in the room, okay? Uh, There is a, a lot of information on the Internet uh, apparently, there have been major plot leaks uh, about the film uh, that it, that have already come out telling you what's going on where and who's doing what and that kind of thing. Okay, uh, We have actively avoided reading those. Uh, number one, because we're avid fans of films and we don't want them ruined for us. And uh, number two, because um, we wanted to make our own predictions about what happened in the film. So that's what we did. Now, having said that, I want to fully disclose that um, I found out about this because I went to a website. Uh, and I clicked on the uh, link to see what it was about, and I read the first two lines of what was the uh, basically the summary of the premise, and then I stopped reading because I didn't want the film moved. Ruined for me. Uh, so one of the predictions I have made I already know is wrong, okay? But I still made the prediction because I wanted to be honest about this. So just so you know, uh, one of the predictions I made on this sheet of paper is wrong, uh, and you will call me out on it, but I'm admitting I'm wrong ahead of time. So, yes, there we go. All right. 
So if you don't want to hear this, this is your warning. Oh, you want me to say it? Five. Okay. All four. Right, we'll okay. Three. Two. One. Go, Jerry. All right. So the plot premise that has been uh, spoiled uh, is that uh, the box that we see Peter carrying um, is just like the crystal from the What If universe, where he put his uh, evil self. And um, well, in the in the final episode, it was Kang and uh, Killmonger, not Kang, uh, Ultron, Ultron, Killmonger. And Killmonger. They put him in the thing and left him there and froze him there so they couldn't cause harm to anybody. Uh, well, in this film, supposedly that box contains all of the villains from the different multiverses, and so uh, Peter is trying to take it and destroy it. And that's why Strange stops him, because he can't do that, because he knows if you fuck with the timeline, bad shit happens. Like, he knows that. Uh, and there's a quick cut in the uh, trailer where you see uh, Strange kind of doing his floating thing like he did when he was looking through all the possible timelines in uh, Infinity War. And so there's been speculation that, uh, like, he did that to see what was going to happen if Peter did what he did. And saw how bad shit was going to go down, and that's why he went to find him and stop him. So that's what that chase scene is uh, that you see in the film. Uh, so that's what sets up the premise of why the film happens. For whatever reason, they shatter the universe. The bad guys come, and then they have to find a way to stop them. So there you go. Yep. It, it doesn't ruin the movie. Doesn't tell you what happens or how it happens. That's just that just sets up the it, premise. It, it answers a question and it sets up the premise. Yeah. So that's the premise. So it's not a really heavy spoiler. So. Uh, if you just tune back in um, after skipping through, if you want to go back and listen, this it's not too bad. But that's your choice. Uh, but we wanted full disclosure because we want to be honest with you guys. Uh, so we, I, I admitted I predicted it wrong. I knew what it was, and I still gave you my prediction of what I thought it was before I read that. So there we go. That is our synopsis of Spider-Man No Way Home. We hope you liked it. Did you agree? Do you disagree. disagree? Do you have your own theories? Do you think we got something right? Did we get something wrong? We've got an email address. You can send it to us. Absolutely. Yeah. But, folks, that's almost, almost the end of the episode. Almost. We've got We've got to give you something, Jerry. Not what do we have to yet. give the fans? We have to give them a keyword, my friend. We do. We do indeed. So what is the keyword, I wonder? This week's keyword is very simple. What does happy refer, well, happy and Aunt May refer to Peter's spider sense as what do they call it? <laughs> what do they call it? We've we, actually said it twice in this episode. We have, yes. So uh, this is actually an easy one. You Even if you just skip to the end to find out what it was, we're going to give you a freebie because after last week, Lord knows we could all need, use it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so there's one more uh, uh uh, thing that I wanted to talk about because, and I just looked down, I meant to mention it earlier. So, on the bridge, when Doc Ock comes up over the edge and he says, Hello, Peter, I 100% believe he's talking to Tobey Maguire there and not Tom Holland, Spider Man. I, I, I 100% believe that. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fantastic like reveal where they see each other again because you remember his Doc Ock died. Yep. Like, absolutely died. So. This is going to be some weird shit for him. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, that's our episode. Thank you guys for joining us so much. We had fun telling, talking to you about this. Um, it was a nice change of pace from last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, 
We're glad but, to still be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad the uh, censors haven't shut us down. Yes, yet. and that our uh, respective families didn't kick us out of our homes and shun us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yes. So, uh, that is going to do it, <laughs> folks. It. This has been Nerd Demon Knowledge. I am James. I am Jerry. And, and we, we are first, first pick for podcast and last picked in dodgeball. dodgeball. Catch you next week. See you then. <laughs>